Are you sick of hearing you don't have enough experience to get work? Visit iPath.com to get the first part of our auto damage certification for free. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast by IAPath. My name is Chris Stanley, and we're here to help you figure out how to get work in this industry and ultimately how to claim your life. All right, adjusters, welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube, to Adjuster TV and the Auto IA Show. Uh, Today, I've got a guest, and this guest I brought on because adjusting is a great career. Uh, But if we're being honest and we put the microphones away and we're sitting at a bar talking, we're stressed out a lot. There's a lot of stresses in this industry. And if you don't know how to take care of being stressed out, it can really affect your life. And so I brought on Chris Casaleggio. And Chris, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks for having me. I'm a fan of the podcast. It's a popular podcast. I've been on the waiting list, I think, for a while. So <laughs> I'm very, very happy to finally be here. Well, I brought you on. Um, and for the audience who doesn't know Chris, Chris has been an adjuster for a long time. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but he specializes in things, in my head anyways, to me, to about the stresses of adjusting. And he even wrote a book about it. Uh, and I just call it chicken soup for the adjuster, basically. Because when I read his book, I was like, wow, this is like replenishing to an adjuster's soul. So we're going to get into that. But Chris, before we dive all the way into your story, before we get even into the book, why would someone even want to care and sit down with you at a bar or on a couch like we're doing now and talk with you and hear your story? Well, I mean, I'm not the longest tenured adjuster, but I think I've obviously there's a lot of great insurance adjusters out there with a lot of technical knowledge. But I've worked for four large companies handling claims and they all did things very differently. Um, I've had a lot of different teammates, a lot of diversity of opinions. I've seen a lot of coworkers who were struggling some who did well. And I think I have a lot of interesting stories to tell from that, a lot of good advice. And yeah, I think I think I can definitely help people with some of the stories and some of the experiences I've had. That's awesome. So how did you get started in adjusting? Did you wake up at eight years old and realize you were destined for insurance greatness? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's what everybody says, right? It's the common theme. We all wanted to be an insurance adjuster. Um, I've heard that joke a lot now. And uh, no, I wanted to be a professional athlete. I was going to be a hockey player. I was going to be a baseball player. I was going to do both professionally. So I had some big dreams. Uh, but no, <laughs> um, I got into insurance. I was actually a writer out of college. Um, 
writing didn't pay the bills as much as I would have liked to. I had a friend working at an insurance company who said, you know, this is very interesting. There's investigation aspects. Um, you only need a degree. They'll train you the whole way. It's a great opportunity. So I took the plunge, um, changed careers. My salary doubled, which was a great thing. Allowed me to do a lot of the things I love, traveling, things like that. Moving out of my parents' house, that was good too. <laughs> that is That's kind of how I took the plunge and, and got into adjusting. So what type of degree did you have? I just had a bachelor's in liberal arts. So um, I know a lot of people study risk management, but that's not that's not a requirement. Um, it's very right. far between. I think I've met one person in claims that had a degree in risk management. So, you know, just a degree will get you in the door and they'll train you the whole way. That's awesome, man. That's, that's, that's fantastic. So once you got into claims, though, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it sounds like, when you're talking with someone and you don't understand the industry, you know, and you try to explain what you do, it sounds like this is going to be the most boring job on the planet, especially if you're just sitting on a desk. But based on some of my conversations with you and reading your book, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes um, as an adjuster that you're having to deal with that I never even thought about, especially when you're working with a carrier and a big team. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think we I think we sell ourselves a little bit short when we say I'm a claims adjuster. That's that's all I am, you know. And that brings up certain connotations in and someone's head, oh, you, you know, you don't pay for damages or you don't, you know, you just side with the insurance company. But we do so much more. I mean, it depends which field you're in. Maybe you're investigating bodily injury, maybe you're SIU, maybe you're working with fraud. Um, but we're really investigators. I mean, we see so many different things every day. There's so many different claims. Every day you could have something new that, you know, you have to go and, and learn and maybe hire an expert and learn about a new topic. But especially in the liability world, you see so many, so many different claims. And it's like a learning process every day. But I would say, you know, it's it's the investigation aspect that's that's very interesting. Totally. So what's the biggest lesson going and working with, you said, four different carriers, so yeah. probably multiple teams on each one that you've had to work with. What are some of the biggest lessons that you came away from working with other people, working at an insurance carrier, uh, about you to apply to you in your career? I think the one thing that a lot of people are afraid to do is make decisions. It's tough to make, uh, for some people, it's tough to make decisions um, without all the diff- you know, all the evidence. Oh, I don't have every single piece. Well, sometimes you just have to make that decision, and um, you learn from that stuff. You know, you go to the best adjusters. They they have war stories. They've they've lost cases, but they you know they'll never do it again. But <laughs> a lot of <laughs> kind of afraid to do that. I think the other thing that is important is putting yourself in the claimant or the insured shoes. Often we kind of become numb to that as adjusters. We see it every day. Accidents happen. But if you think about that person, like I think about my grandma was in an accident and somebody, you know, she backed into someone in a parking lot and and just like she got sued and, you know, a sheriff came to her door and like, you know, what is, what is that like for someone that's 80 years old? That's like, that happens to, you have to like really put yourself in their shoes, you know, empathize with them. And kind of see it from that perspective, because that's the biggest thing in their life right now, that that accident. So 
not just kind of dismissing that and just going through your day, but, you know, really caring about the customer and trying to help them out. That's, that's another big lesson that I kind of learned. That's awesome. And it's an overused term that we all throw around in this industry, especially as trainers or managers, like, Oh, we need to be empathetic. And we're like, yeah, sure. But that's what you're saying is like, really understand where that person's at, put someone else that you know, in that person's shoes and try to imagine what that would be like for them. So I love the way you explained that. Um, And uh, now let's, let's talk about, I I really am looking for teammates. I've read some of those stories you you talked about in your book and I'm like, you know, I'm an independent. I don't work with a big team. Sometimes I work with a handful of people from an IA firm or talk with an inside adjuster, but I'm not having to deal with with teammates uh, all the time. So what are some of the things you learned dealing with them? Yeah. So I've had obviously working at a bunch of different companies that had many different teammates and working for a carrier, that's where you learn everything. Um, your manager is in a lot of meetings. They don't have a ton of time. So they pretty much will put you in the hands of your teammates, the senior adjuster. So you learn so much from them. That's where you're getting all your information. So I've, you know, I've spoken often with many of my teammates and at times I felt like I was kind of the therapist, uh, the team therapist or the sounding board. Um, people would be upset. I got too many claims today. What's going on? This person didn't get that many claims. And then I remember I had one teammate who said he was the complete opposite of everybody else. Someone would get 10 claims, they'd complain, he'd be happy. He's like, oh, that's great. The company's doing great. That's job security. If he didn't get a claim for a couple days, he was very worried. He was like, what's going on? I don't have any work. You know, is everything okay at the company? And other people would be like, oh, great. I don't have anything to do. I don't have a claim, you know, so... Um, I think I tried to always just listen to teammates, try to calm them down, see if they can kind of refocus because at the end of the day, you know, the situation's going to pass. Is it, is it something that, you know, you don't like the career, you don't like the job, or maybe you just don't like the company. I don't know. Um, or maybe just, just a different aspect of claims adjusting. There's so many different places you can get into, or, you know, maybe you want to get into underwriting there. There's different avenues. So. I would say, you know, insurance obviously is a very stable career. You know that people are going to need insurance. So I think, uh, you know, those are some lessons I've, I've kind of learned in, in talking through my teammates and I try to put those all out there in the book. Yeah. It's, pivoting to the book. Um, you hinted at it just in, inside of that answer, but a lot of the problems you talk about in the book and things that people go through uh, come back a lot to our perception and to how we view things and maybe personal circumstances that have nothing to do with the job. One guy's happy getting 10, ten claims, the other is not. One one person loves the confrontation and the conflict with, with you know different people or lawyers or whoever, and then other people are like, I don't, I don't like this, I'd rather be doing something else. And And you kind of make it feel holistic in the sense that trying to think of how to explain it, where you can't look at this at like, this company's terrible, this job's terrible, or I'm terrible even. It's got to be like, wait a minute, what is really going on at the core? Why are you feeling this way? If you can understand that, um, maybe you need to make some changes, you know, and you kind of give some 
I call them recipes because the whole chicken soup for the adjuster thing that I think in my head, but I love that aspect of like identifying. So if someone was right now, Chris, stressed out and, and they come to you and they go, Chris, I, I'm just overwhelmed. I don't think I can make it and be an adjuster in 2021. I'm thinking about throwing the towel in. What's the first thing you'd have them do to kind of reflect? I think just, you know, talking to your supervisor about the situation and, you know, trying to figure out if, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What, what is the best role for you? Should you even be in insurance? Um, is there more training that you could, that you could possibly get? Usually carriers are very good with that. They're, they're always open to additional training, anything you wanted to take. I remember with a couple companies, I asked for more training on negotiations and they sent me away. And, you know, I feel like that helped me a lot, but Sometimes, yeah, I think it's just changing your perspective and kind of seeing the outside world. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, they do this job, but they, or this other job, but they don't really talk about the day-to-day stress that they have. Like if, you know, think about what are the other options that you might want to get into? Sales? Well, there's a lot of stress there. I mean, other careers, you have to put your life on the line. Maybe they don't have the flexibility that claims has. So, I think you have to think about the other options and there's stress with every job, right? I mean, nothing's perfect. So that's what I would say for someone that's been working at a carrier for a long time and, and a little bit burnt out in, in their role. What advice would you give somebody who isn't just, you know, thinking about quitting, but maybe thinking about considering uh, this industry how can someone know if this is the right fit before they commit, you know, to a big career change? Because, you know, that's, I think a lot of the square peg in the round hole, right? It's like, you shouldn't be an insurance adjuster. Why did you become an insurance adjuster? You're completely not a right fit. How can somebody know that before they get started though? As far as a, a new adjuster that's trying to get into this role? Yeah. I mean, that's tough. I, sometimes I guess you have to take the plunge and just kind of, um, look at where your strengths are. Are you good with customer service? Do you enjoy investigation? Um, you know, s- some of that is just taking the plunge and, uh, you know, becoming an adjuster. Um, like I did. I mean, I was a writer. That's really has nothing to do with working. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I-, I think once you're there, you get trained really well. You have to be a sponge. You have to absorb everything. Um, you talk to a manager usually try to get a mentor on your team. Your manager can usually totally. that out, say, Hey, this is the guy to follow. Um, you know, you don't want to get sucked into following someone that's probably not the best role model. So, um, right. Their yeah. mentality, you got to pay attention to that. <laughs> really just ask a lot of questions. If you know, if there's a job you're interested in, talk to HR, ask a lot of questions and, uh, you know, get an idea for the job, read this book, get, you know, before you get into this and, uh, it'll give you an idea of what you're in for. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody the name of the book, how I can get a copy, because I have a feeling that people are going to want some chicken soup for their adjuster soul in uh, 2021 (laughs) after 2020. So uh, why don't you go ahead and let people know how to find it? Right. Yeah. The book is adjusting to a career property in casualty claims. It is available on Amazon right now, the ebook or the paperback, if you prefer that. And what I'll do is I'll put a link in the comments of the podcast uh, at each uh, the video or the, the audio uh, so you guys can find it easy. And Chris and I have been talking for, I don't know, what is it, two years now? Yeah, like, a long time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been like two years. We've been 
he's been telling me about his book. He's been sharing the manuscript and we've been trying to figure out how to kind of collaborate on a work together. And when I read his completed book, I was like, Oh my gosh, this, this is something that's desperately needed, not just for staff adjusters, but for independent adjusters as well. And so we kind of came up with the collaboration we're going to do in 2021. We're kind of going to do a mashup of like, take Chris's book, the other Chris, Chris Casaleggio's book, and then one of my books and put them together and make it to where, hey, if you're stressed out, here's some ways I can help get yourself off that stress level. Uh, if maybe you're in a wrong position at work, here's how to work towards a promotion or a career change inside of your current job. Or maybe you need to shift from being an independent adjuster to a staff adjuster or vice versa. Maybe you're just more entrepreneurial and you feel stuck. So I'm excited about this, Chris. Uh, you want to go ahead and tell everybody the name of the book? Uh, I believe we were titling it The Burned Out Adjuster's Playbook. I, I so, believe that is going to be a fantastic Is that the working title? Yeah. That is the working <laughs> so, title until we change it next week. Right, right. So, yeah, that, that's going to be exciting. And, you know, that, you know, obviously this is an exciting opportunity and claims right now with the pandemic and everything going on. It's the one... You know, one of the industries that's pretty much remained the same and everybody's been working from home and people still need insurance. So I think this book can really help a lot of people. So going on a bunny trail, based on what you just said, is that from what you're hearing inside of the industry, because you have a very different vantage point than I do, and then a lot of us independent <laughs> adjusters do, you hear a lot of the industry. Are you kind of seeing a stability in the insurance industry from your perspective um, all around, or is that just on certain carriers or, or kind of what's your perspective there? I think it depends on the type of claims. Obviously the courts are not operating as much. So you might see a lag in some of, you know, the injury claims. Um, people may be off the roads I, for a while. They're off the roads, but they're back now. Um, but you know, homeowner claims, they keep the, the weather keeps happening. I mean, that's not going to stop. So, um, you know, it's pretty steady right now. It's just that everybody's adjusted to working from home, team meetings from home, webinars, things like that. So, you know, it's pretty stable compared to other industries right now. I think the other interesting thing that I was thinking about is all of these people that are contact tracers now doing investigations, like they could be the perfect adjusters, right? Moving forward. So maybe they want to check out this book. Ah, there you go. Beautiful transition there. I like that like the contact tracing to adjuster <laughs> there you go oh chris thanks so much for taking time out of your day your friday no less uh to be on the podcast i really appreciate it. i know it's taken a long time for us to make this meeting happen so i really do appreciate it and uh look forward to working with you in 2021 all right thanks a lot for having me Are you dreaming of a career in auto damage, but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements? You can try the first part of our seven part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. With this certification, you gain not just in-depth knowledge and skills, 
but also an all-access pass to our exclusive community. A full year of mentorship and, yes, get the two to five year experience requirement waived with over 40 firms. Your future in auto damage begins today. Visit iPath.com to start your free trial and discover where iPath can take you. iPath. Claim your life.